Hootie hoo, everyone. It's the Drunken Disorderly Podcast. I have my my security animal here because this has been a rough day, and we have we have an, a guest that uh, we can, we can't get. Our guest a hold is of. in the wind. Yeah. So um, I hope I would much rather this be someone just being rude and ignoring me, and not like there's some kind of emergency. So right. if you're the praying type, pray for our guest. We're not going to name them. Uh, and I hope uh, that whatever's going on is like, like you're you're okay and you're cool. Uh, but I mean, there's been a whole lot of praying here in Nebraska this week because half of our state's underwater. Uh, it's been about four or five days that Fremont was like completely waterlocked, and then like finally. Uh, Last night, they were able to open one of the roads up. So I, I was really concerned that maybe we weren't going to be able to get the kids this weekend. Yeah. Um, so how close to you is that? Because you're in Fremont, right? No, I'm in Bellevue. Oh, my God. Why do you think you're in Fremont? Because I used to live in Fremont. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> um, it's been one of those weeks. So, uh Aaron, you're not dealing with flooding, right? Like, what's going on in Oklahoma? I mean, yeah, it's coming down river for you. (laughs) It's a little early for flooding in Oklahoma. We've got maybe a couple couple more weeks before that shit will start here. Um, And I'm happy to show you guys pictures when that happens. My entire place will flood. No snow. We actually had nice weather today. It is supposed to start raining tomorrow, though. And my guess is, is that a lot of this is we tend to get whatever you guys get just later and different. So... That's my guess is that it's probably going to be a little bit. Do of you that. guys do you guys have like three feet of snow on the ground because that's what killed us was we had so much snow and then when it it went like it went up to fifty degrees and rained the same so, day so everything it was just melt and rain and we were already like starting to crest. What kills us here? I know when people who have never been to Oklahoma here, Oklahoma, you think desert and cactus and tumbleweeds and we have a little. Really? Bit of that. Um, but it isn't the majority of the state. When you think Oklahoma, um, think everything you can possibly imagine in one place. Absolute. We've got we've got mesas. Black Mesa National Park is amazing. Um, and we have mountains and we have pine forests and we also have earthquakes, tornadoes and flooding um, and ice and snow. So every extreme imaginable is here. Dre is locked up. Zach, she might need to drop and come back. Yeah, probably. Um, she'll figure it out. Oh, yeah, we'll, get, we we'll get there. Sorry. We, we here the other part of the problem with our flooding, especially where I live, the part of the state that I live in, is the water table is really, really high. Yeah. So if we get a little bit, a little bit of extra rain, like there's no school because you can't drive the buses. I mean, on the plus side, this is about as good as, as your connection has ever been. So I'm I'm pretty stoked. I'm getting there, guys. I'm working on this stuff. So this is a, a totally different computer. Um, turned out that a lot of the connection lag was CPU issues. Ooh. So, uh, new computer, new backdrop, uh, new mic that I had a mishap with. Um, <laughs> We're going to get that fixed. It finally got working, and now I had a mishap, so that'll get going. New lighting system. Um, and and I got everything that I purchased and invested in this. I purchased and invested in this because, just like you and Dre, um, you know, we all have this common vision of of a podcast that our viewers enjoy watching. So 
it's all about quality for you guys, making sure that our sound's good, our light's good, our video's good. Because we love you. And we couldn't be here without you. I yep. mean, we could, but... It wouldn't be as fun. Know. Yeah. Um, did, did this go live? I think, it, yeah, yeah, we've got a viewer at least. Yeah, Sorry. we are live. Um, I, I've been, I had to do two live streams yesterday for uh, the other podcast, which, oh, by the way, I do need to, to share something real quick. Um, the other kind of group that I work with, uh, it's Caleb's team. Um, Big Bill. Yeah. They're doing a NCAA tournament bracket challenge. And it's it's basically just going to be an ESPN group, so it's stupid easy. Uh, all you need to do is um, go and and make your picks and join the league. And I'm going to throw it in the comment section here. Uh, you can win twenty five dollars for nothing if you if you win. So that would be cool. Twenty five dollars is twenty five. Well, it's twenty five dollars in B dubs. I mean, that's a meal. Even though it's B-dubs, you know, whatever you may think of that. <laughs> Are there people that hate B-dubs? Is this a controversy I'm not aware of? I, I'm i not a f huge fan of B-dubs. Like, it's not my favorite. I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't rob somebody to go to B-dubs. I wouldn't rob somebody anyway, but, um, well, mo mostly. I, guess I mean, I I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Dre has to hate B-dubs because there's nothing there she can eat. Yeah, it's all fried and mostly. Is there nothing? No, no, there's nothing. <laughs> No, thank you. So I found this great, 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 like vegan bacon substitute recipe. Okay, really let me stop you right there. <laughs> no, go ahead. Look, I know, I know how it sounds. I'm telling you, it is really good. Um, vegan bacon, bacon substitute, right? You have to make it. You can't buy this shit and get quality. Found this great recipe. Um, tried it out. Works great. Shared the video and tagged Dre in it, thinking, yes. Finally, I found something she will really dig. Dre hates bacon. Like, even <laughs> fake bacon, even simulated bacon. You hate bacon? I do not like I, I, How do you have an aversion to the I, flavor of bacon? I get maybe I, you have a, a religious issue with, with pork or with butchering practices or... You, you know, just don't want meat, but it all started out. How do you taste, say bacon is is the that, one thing like, on the planet that I don't like? Bacon. I quit eating meat. Is How's it I bacon? Not like it. And can you I not hear each meat, other? Is this because you're talking over? I can't see her or hear her. Oh, she can't see or hear you, Dre. I can't see her, but I can hear her. Uh, Dre, that's on you then, probably. So can you drop and come back again? Sure. <laughs> this is what you get for being on your phone. <laughs> I know. Fuck. I'll be back. Bye. We really need to get her on a tablet or something so that. I mean, well, I mean, she just needs to get her dang laptop fixed. Oh, hang on. Here we go. Are we going to get this? Here we go. We're sorry, everyone. I hope you're having a, a good time with us tonight. It's going to be kind of a chill stream. Um, we don't have a ton of stuff to talk about because <coughs> we were going to talk about vaccines tonight uh, with a doctor. And because I don't understand the debate at all i don't i don't understand really? like no no i don't understand vaccines enough to have an opinion on the debate other than i don't want the government involved in anything but i mean that wasn't the doctor that we had coming on wasn't gonna push for government control of vaccines it was just like 
I'm going to explain vaccines to you and why he thinks, you know, you should have them and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah. So Dre, why don't you like bacon? I do not like the taste. And even when I did eat bacon, when I was a kid, I would pick the fat off. Like it took me 10 minutes to eat bacon. I'd pick the fat off and just eat the little bits of meat. And it had to be crispy. Couldn't be at all. Like, yeah, a food is a complete total taste texture all that jazz and smell to me. I was served broccolini at a restaurant last week and it tasted like meat and I about lost my mind. You guys so, can both see and hear me. I can't see yeah. either of you. I can hear you both. Oh, I mean, yeah, I can hear the, you. the hearing part's the important part. Okay. You um, look good, mama. Thank you. So do you. I mean, you always look good. Yeah, you say I look good at you. Immediately after you say, I can't see you. So everyone, this is not the guest that we planned, but a super friend of the show. We're bringing him on to pinch hit and talk bullshit with us. Dan Fishman, what's up? Yay! Hi, We can't hear you. No. So here's what people watching don't know. Okay. So last week, we had a great show last week, had a lot of fun with you guys. It took me 45 minutes to get this program set to all of these weird little settings for the new mic, the new headphones, the new, all of that shit that I'm not using now because mic problems. Yeah. Still can't hear you, Dan. Um, so we're going to keep rolling on while Dan tries to so fix you know what? While we're waiting at Dan, I want to tell you guys about this really cool service here, right? So you guys know, I hope everybody in the fucking country knows. If you don't, you will. Um, Oklahoma passed recently one of the most progressive medical marijuana laws in the country. I'm really proud of this. The people that worked on it worked really fucking hard. Um, hundreds of people working really hard so that people could get medicine. Um, and we thought, man, this is a slam dunk. This is great. This is accessible because it really is good law, right? Um, and, and it is rare that you will ever hear me say that anything is good law. Okay. Right. Number one. Because fuck the state. So we passed this. It's great. But some of our providers started noticing that there was a real a real issue. Um, we have a lot of people who need medical marijuana who cannot physically leave their house, either because of anxiety or agoraphobia or pain issues. They can't make the, tra the, tr the trip. They can't sit in the waiting room. They just can't. So there's this company, Ride to Wellness, and they started originally started out just giving people rides, right? They would go and pick you up. And that's when they kind of ran into this, wait a minute, there are a lot of people that even if we pick them up, they just can't do it. They yeah. can't help this stuff. So they have instituted telemedicine. So you can do everything from your house, everything from your cell phone. This is amazing for senior citizens, for disabled vets, for amputees, for people whose anxiety is so crippling that they can't function. So do they do delivery then of the cannabis? No, nope. do and we're still working on how we could get that licensed and, and what we have to I do. I can but hear you, right Dan. Now, we can hear you now, Dan. Right now, just getting the console is really cool. They've made it really easy. Um, and this, these are the things that we keep pointing to, right? When we say if there's an issue and the government gets out of the way and allows the market to solve the issue, the market will solve the issue. Yep, I was just like, brand new business opportunity, cannabis on wheels, delivery service. Right? It's, it's amazing. Um, we're seeing really good stuff coming out of this. I'm excited to see what's going to come out of Colorado now and, and a few other states with the push for legalized shrooms. 
I, I'm pretty sure Weed on Wheels is now the episode title when I go to put this on for audio versions. <laughs> so, so Daniel Fishman, welcome to the Drunken Disorderly <laughs> podcast. How's it going? I, I am both drunk and disorderly. I'm happy to be on there. If that's a shine or Aaron, I am so jealous. It's close. So this is actually Brogel, and it's a, an imported German Bach. It's a beer that I fell in love with when I was stationed in Filsack. Gotcha. I, and it's hard to find, and I looked into some, and I'm going to indulge heavily. Good, good. I'm jealous. I'm doing well. I am uh, a little bit mobile, but still in Massachusetts at the moment, and uh, we are experiencing the you know, you guys probably know today is the beginning of the super worm moon, or maybe you are not aware of that. Yeah, I've heard that, but I don't know what that yeah. means. I've so, that well, essentially what it means is it's spring and the birds pick up a lot of worms now, but it also has to do with the fact that the moon is really close to the earth. And so if you were to go out and look at it right now, you'd say, oh, the moon is a little bit bigger and brighter than I normally see it. And because it's happening in March, it's called the warm moon. So happy I super, super warm moon. I am so, so Dan, jealous of your radio voice, dude. Man. I know, right? So, Dan, we know that the moon affects tidal phases and and, and how the, the tide kind of operates. Um, so I'm curious if we're going to see any further issues in Nebraska because of this great worm moon. Probably not because it's, uh, you know, there's no, I don't recall any great lakes any large bodies of water? Uh, I know the flat the entire state well, right now. Basically, yeah, the <laughs> state. Right, I understand that that all the water is there, and you're saying that you think that there might be a tidal pull of the moon among this upon this freestanding water, but I don't think that that's enough. I don't I'm think it's sufficient the, mass. I'm thinking all the I'm, little creeks and rivers and tributaries though could right. potentially be affected. Hopefully, pull some of this water out. Yeah, I think about it. I mean, like Chicago. Lake Michigan, Lake Michigan doesn't have tides, as far as I know. Uh, and I think Lake Michigan is bigger than the flooding that's in Nebraska right now. That's true. So I would say it's not likely, but I could be wrong. Uh, I'm going to text my brother, who's a geophysicist, and we'll see what he says. I'm I'll hoping like, moon, yeah. hopefully, if it can affect these rivers and creeks and tributaries, maybe it can get some Nebraskans some relief and it help kind of pull some of this water away. Well, the problem is, is that if it goes one way, it'll come back the other. Uh, you know, they have those uh, tidal underwater propellers that generate electricity in uh, Denmark, in uh, Skagerin Bright, which is the little area in between Denmark and Germany. And like, as the tide moves, the water goes really fast in between there. And so they built these giant underwater uh, windmills, except obviously water mills, and they get turned by the tide. But so the force of the water moving back and forth of the tide is pretty powerful. So I don't it's think a great idea though. It, would, oh, it, it is, is a really a good idea. idea. Yeah, it's, there and there are a few places that it will work. I mean, obviously, wind power is awesome. Uh, tidal power to generate electricity is also really awesome and incredibly powerful. I mean, that's like, what you brought me on for is useless trivia information. You know, right? I can do this all stuff. day. I <laughs> that's love good this stuff. stuff. Because, like, so when, you said wind power is awesome. I've been hearing that wind power is actually, like, when you take in all the factors of, like, building a windmill and all of that stuff, that it actually ends up being detrimental. Okay, so here's the thing. We have huge wind farms here. Oklahoma State University and the University of Oklahoma are both powered by wind, right? They built their yep. own wind farms. They own them. They're powering them. And that's one of the one of the reasons that people say that 
is because, yeah, you see an influx of jobs and an increase in jobs and the need for manpower when we're building them. But once they're built, it really doesn't take that many people to maintain them. So that really is the biggest complaint that I hear is that it hurts the economy. And that's the argument that they use to say that. Oh, this, this wasn't an economical <clears throat> argument. I mean, like for the environment, um, maintaining those big metal structures, uh, building them to begin with. Uh, there was, uh, there's a meme going around and I'm not sure how true it is. So I haven't shared it anywhere where they're saying that they use like, um, jet fuel to clean ice off of those things. And, and so you're, and I, that I, I don't know, seemed a little suspect. To so, me. So, so first of all, every yeah. negative story that you read about wind power is probably has petroleum fuel companies right. behind it saying, you know, it's not worth it. But here, here's an, an interesting fact that people don't talk about a lot. There's an excellent movie. I recommend everybody watch it called Pandora's Promise. In it, they have the original founder of Greenpeace, who now is very pro-nuclear. And the reason why we're going down this road again. <laughs> oh, did you guys do this already? Last well, week, well. we last week we had Justin O'Donnell in our like blowing up our chat, talking about how awesome nuclear was. So it's I mean it's funny. Obviously, Justin and I. Uh, it, maybe people don't know, but Justin and I hang out together a lot. We are in the same room once at least every two weeks. Uh, and then we fight. No. Uh, but so in Pandora's Promise, the, uh, the founder of Greenpeace points out a simple conclusion, which if you go by the math, it's true. If you believe any of the numbers, anybody, IPCC, any of the other uh, projections on climate change, then the earth will be destroyed based on their numbers unless we go to nuclear power. And so it's a real dilemma for the green people because they want to hate nuclear power, but they want to say that the earth is going to be destroyed unless we do something about it. The simple numbers are very true. And this, this is the part that you can do the math for. Okay, renewables like wind, solar, uh, <coughs> excuse me, hydroelectric, other forms of energy make up less than 2% of the energy that we consume on the planet right now. Nuclear has got a very small part as well. And then the rest is fossil fuels and coal is enormous. And there's mm -hmm. a reason why coal is enormous. It's so incredibly cheap as a person who heats their house with wood all winter long. Uh, I am aware of the fact of how much fuel your cost is for every million BTUs and wood is at least renewable. And so I like it for that. It's not very clean, but coal is so unbelievably cheap and that's why everybody uses it. But, Let's say we want to take all the coal out. There is nothing else to replace it that can stand up in a short period of time other than nuclear power. We can't ramp up wind. We can't ramp up solar. And all the wind and solar people will tell you this. They're like, yeah, there's no way that we can replace coal in the amount of time that, we, that the climate uh, actionists, the climate extremists will tell you that we have to do something for. There is no way to replace coal in time to save the planet unless you ramp up nuclear power. Wind and solar can't do it. So every time you hear people talk about that, say, unless you're, unless they say, oh, we have to do something, we have to cut carbon emissions, whatever. They're not serious unless they're talking about ramping up nuclear power because the earth has never stopped consuming energy. We have never used less energy from one year to another. And it's not a realistic thing to think that we, that we ever will. Even when we try to conserve, we come up with all these other amazing technologies like automated cars, electric cars, uh, you know, all, all these great underground systems that were of trains and stuff like that that we're building out, but they require more and more and more power. 
our computer system, right? You hear all the time about how much energy is spent in crypto mining. That, that's a true story uh, that we do use a lot of energy in that. We're not going to stop using electricity. We're not going to stop using power. We're not going to decrease it. So anybody who tells you they want to save the earth by cutting the emissions, if they're not talking about nuclear power, they're actually not talking about saving the earth. They're talking about a political agenda, which is different. So yeah, they're talking about propping up a lobby. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're talking, they're talking about, I mean, really, they're talking about anti-industrialization, which they believe is anti-capitalism and anti-corporatism. Now, I would actually argue that anti-corporatism is different from those other things. But fundamentally, you know, I mean, most of the people who are making pushing the, the green, the new green deal. They're not thinking things through. They're just giving you buzzwords and stuff like that. And one of the things you can always come back and say, look, this part is simple. We shouldn't argue about the math. How much of the world's energy right now is being produced by fossil fuels? How much is the capacity for renewables to take up in the next 10 years? Nobody, not the most optimistic estimate of where renewables will be, thinks that renewables can even replace coal, let alone oil, which also has coal is about 50% of electricity, oil is about 30%. Um, nobody has any illusions that they can do that. So if they're not saying ramp up nuclear power, they're not serious about saving the earth. They're only talking about a political agenda, which means, you know, crippling corporations and stuff like that. That's my useless thought for the day. No, that's not useless. That's, that's not useless at all. <laughs> so yeah. I do want to say real quick before we keep going, if you are watching this, we have uh, we share this as a watch party and we have a lot of friends that share this as a watch party. Uh, if you come to Drunken Disorderly Liberty, you can be in the comment section so we can take your questions and things like that. It's it's um, so come if you want if you want to participate with the show, uh, we can't see uh, comments and watch parties. So you got to come <laughs> hang out with us. Um, that said, c going back now, so we have a, uh, we have a nuclear power plant in Nebraska. It's in, mm -hmm. it's right outside of Fort Calhoun. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, growing up, we always, I always like drove by it at least once a week. Cause my, my uh, aunt and uncle lived out on that road. Um, this like this, they just shut it down because of this flood, and there was another flood a few years back that they shut it down for. So there's a lot of a lot of worry about that. Uh, but at no point has this plant ever been in any jeopardy of anything other than people getting their feet wet. Well, there's no question that the danger from nuclear power is like none other. So mm -hmm. I went to uh, I was going to school in England in 1986. That's how old I am. Uh, and, uh, that was when Chernobyl cut loose. I was barred from giving blood in the United States for 20 years because I had been in Northern England when Chernobyl let loose. That's not a casual thing, right? That doesn't happen when, you know, the gas truck catches on fire. They don't tell you don't eat vegetables in Sweden, which is another thing that they did when, uh, Chernobyl let loose. So there's no question about it that you're talking about a potentially, different magnitude of destruction. However, if you go back and look at the numbers and look at what actually happened from Fukushima, Fukushima had a very, very small impact on the environment. You can't go back and look at a lot of deaths or anything like that. People would like to complain about it, like say, look at this terrible thing that happened. And yes, it was terrible. But fundamentally, the reactor was contained. And you know, our, our good friend, uh, Jeff Lyons, one of the people who uh, suffer the consequences that. of, uh, yeah. 
but he suffered the consequences of that, right? He was on the Ronald Reagan when uh, they sailed in 12 hours after Fukushima let, let loose. And he was affected by the radiation there. And a few of the other people in the region were. But if you put it in the grand context of things, I mean, it's not as dangerous as people say. It's not going to end the earth. So um, when we talked about it last week, um, we were talking about the Three Mile Island issue. And one of the the one of the things that seems to be the fear, right, is um, not necessarily the deaths, but the birth defects and the cancer cells and the things that follow. And we really don't know the long term reaching consequences of that. So the, that that's where they seem to focus anytime we bring up nuclear power really is clean. Right. Um, I have a question about that. Actually, doesn't don't they use radiation to kill cancer cells, or is that something like? Is it different? I don't. No, I don't know you, science. I was homeschooled. I'm sorry. They use radiation to kill all cells. I mean, radiation. <laughs> it's not like if you get cancer and you go in and you get radiation. It the radiation is like a smart bomb and only targets cancer right. cells. It doesn't work that way, right? right. Um, what radiation? Can you get? Does, go ahead. Radiation negatively affects cells. It causes can, cell change. Can that, uh, so, so you can get some, well, as you I understand it, and this is, radiation. This, so, like, I really, I really need to invest more in like increasing that part of my science knowledge. So my <laughs> secondary MOS was uh, nuclear, biological and chemical weapons specialist. Ooh, expert. Jesus. I, I was drafted, man. So That's way better, works, way better than my combo ass. Wait, here's how, this how are you drafted? So here's how this works. Um, every base has to have a specific number of NBC officers. Uh-huh. It's a requirement. Mm. So if somebody moves or somebody retires, somebody else gets fucking voluntold that you're going to be the right. new NBC officer. And here's a book to read. Gotcha. You mean drafted into NBC, not I was drafted into the armed NBC, forces. Gotcha. Right? NBC was not what I wanted to do. Um, the reality is one of the uh, one of the issues with radiation when we're talking about radiation is radiation does not dissipate. So every x-ray you've ever gotten, if you are somebody who has been in a car accident or a sporting accident, and you had a bunch of x-rays and a bunch of surgeries, you will set off a gamma ray detector. Hang every on just one second. Really so like, for the rest of your life, because all of that radiation you've been exposed to stays with you. So as it stays with you and as it forces small changes in cellular structure, the concern is that that could cause genetic issues later. Hey, guys, I need uh, 10 minutes. I'll be right back. All right. So, Aaron, what kind of issues can that cause if you've had been somebody who has had a lot of x-rays in your life? It depends on your exposure limit. So it really we see these horror things, right? You watch a spy movie and somebody gets radi- radiation poisoning and you're watching them kind of just fall apart, almost literally, right? Their hair falls out, all that great stuff. Um, radiation poisoning, if you have a, a really like strong exposure, it, it, it's going to be deadly. Your body can't handle that. There's no dissipation. So that radiation, once it's there, it's not going anywhere. But for the most part, things like your microwave and the amount of x-rays you would need in your lifetime, they're just not enough to cause long-lasting damage like that. Um, yes, there are always going to be exceptions. 
Um, but the standard so, is that that's just not going to be the case. But the, the whole decom, you see it in the movies, right? Just, there's some kind of radioactive event. We have to decontaminate everybody. Here's the thing. That doesn't work. There is no such thing. They're washing poo off your skin. But once you're exposed, you're exposed. You cannot decontaminate. Right. It's just, it's part of you now, basically. Right. It's with you. And I used to hate that because we'd have to do these training drills and you go out with equipment and you do chemical warrior competitions and they simulate these exercises and you come back and you got to go through decon. And every time I was like, why do we even fucking bother with this? So pretend to wash the, the camera. I mean, it's mostly to keep you from being able to expose somebody else. Right. But they sell it as the we'll decontaminate you, and it's part of the safety process. It's, it's not your security thing. theater. It's always security theater. Like TSA. Oh, it's like look, we had to have um, chemical weapon or chemical suits in our in our vans um, in case uh, we had a scud attack that was chemical, and you know everyone knew if that thing hits and. And we need our gear. That gear is not going to work. Yeah, put your suit on if work. you want, if it makes you feel better. But if that's nuclear fallout, dude. So well, so thing. I was in Patriot, so we're going to talk some some weird, over the top shit here for a second. So there is to say that nuclear doesn't dissipate is true when it's in something, right? Yeah, like a body. When you knock a missile out of the sky at 40,000 kilometers, it, it spreads a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't really dissipate, though. It just gets diluted right. by non-radiation. Right. So for us, it was always, uh, if, we're, if we detonate a nuke over the top of us, essentially, um, there's no way that Patriot can get high enough to hit a nuke and have it not still be uh, lethal on the ground. Yeah, it's going to be problematic. Well, I mean, not, really not lethal necessarily. Like, we're going to instantly die, but you will get poisoning and die from it. Oh, yeah, over time you would have to be. And, you know, that was the big push for, for the fallout <laughs> shelters in the 50s, right? At the, at the beginning of kind of this era was um, you have to stay gone long enough for things to die and, and regrow to help kind of filter the system. Mm -hmm. um, that, that was the whole, you guys remember the, the, what was the damn movie? Um, oh, I don't remember, but it was so good. I know what you're talking the, about. The Brendan Fraser movie was the yeah. Brendan Fraser movie. They were in the bomb shelter for like decades or something like that. Yeah. Like his entire life, he was conceived there, born there. Uh, he was what? in his late 20s, early 30s, when he crawled out of the bomb shelter because they were out of food or some shit? I mean... Blast from the past. That's it. Not Casino Man, by the box. way, because that was my first thought, and I knew I was wrong. <laughs> I went there, too. What the hell? Well, because the if you get right down to it, it's not that different of a story, really, at its core. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, Brendan Fraser does always kind of play the same, did always kind of play the same dude. Is he still alive? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's so. He's fat and bald, but he's alive. Is he, like, changing oil in, in Montana or something? Something like you that. You guys for your patience. No problem. 
Dan, we were just trying to figure out whatever happened to Brendan Fraser. Um, I know that's random. Brendan Fraser, the actor? Yeah. So uh, interestingly enough, there's a, you know, there's not a lot of things I don't have stories about. Um, so Brendan Fraser uh, filmed a movie called School Ties, which uh, where he was uh, Jewish at a boarding school and uh, all the kids, you know, East Coast elitists didn't made fun of him, et cetera. Uh, and then he filmed a movie. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, with Joe Pesci, where Joe Pesci is this homeless guy, and yes. they're all students at Harvard. Right, and exactly. He steals his paper, his thesis. Exactly. And he gives him piece by piece. It's back. called With Honors. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, what people would say is that uh, he actually, at that point in time, completed the East Coast uh, dream curriculum. He had gone to Middlesex first and then gone on to Harvard, and people thought that was a very interesting thing. Uh, I don't know what else he's been doing since then. Apparently, in, there was an interview with him in 2018 where he was talking about his own Me Too moments. Other than that, uh, not a whole lot new about him. Well, you know, I have a Me Too comment that I just realized. So I'm old enough. You guys know who Jason Priestley is? Yeah. I know you do, Aaron. Okay, so so Jason Yeah, Priestley, I do. He was on my ceiling, man. Okay, well, so do you know why you don't hear from him anymore? is that 14 years ago, uh, he essentially beat the crap out of Harvey Weinstein because of something that Harvey Weinstein had essentially said, done to his girlfriend. And Jason Priestley said, I don't care about my career. You don't do that. So, and he, so he has gone back and he's still a star in Canada. He's on this detective show in Canada. But essentially that ended his, yeah, have you seen that? I but, just saw an ad for it, and I can't wait to watch it. You know, good for him. I've always exactly. loved him. Yep. Can you guys imagine what would have happened had five other guys done the same thing 14 years ago? Exactly. And, and so the, here's... Let's my, be honest. 14 years ago, that would have been five more careers dead because it wouldn't have mattered. The guy was untouchable until very recently. Yeah. Well, it, it's an interesting and that, thing. that sucks. I'm not... Like, I don't want that to be the outcome, but that's... But you, you what know what? You, well, we don't you're know. right. Because, it's an interesting thing, though, because you look at, like, for example, look at all the things that had come out about Cosby before it finally blew up. Like, there's that great episode of 30 Rock where Tina Fey sort of wrote the thing in about uh, how Bill Cosby had raped Tracy Morgan's mother. And, like, they made a joke about it on the show. But, you know, that was her way of saying, hey, we know this is going on, et cetera. All these things that people had talked about in the past. And the time wasn't right for whatever. Well, I mean, the reason why is because as a society, we're still pretty much chicken shit over confronting, uh, you know, uh, I'll say it, toxic masculinity. Um, and so because of that, we were, uh, you know, we were unable to confront these men. But now I, wanna, I have to say it has a lot more to do with power and money. Um, unless there was a groundswell of women coming forward. You know, women came forward about Bill Cosby for years, but they weren't big names and they didn't have big numbers. So they were just pushed to the side or paid off or whatever, or given an NDA and a little check, you know. Right. I Although I think if they'd been complaining about something else, if they'd been complaining about, you know, he stole money from me, that would have made it, it would have been a different deal. The problem was it was that there were so many guys who were willing to say, you know, come on, Bill. Bill would never do that. Or I, I don't even know who was that. I was just like, you know, it's, you know, 
come on. He was, he was being aggressive, but he wasn't, you know, he didn't rape anybody. He was just, you know, being aggressive like celebrities do. You know, the, the whole grab ass slap ass thing kind of got mixed in and it was all just, unless it was a serious accusation of physical harm, they were like, they, that was the attitude. Oh, whatever. It was a joke. He didn't mean it, whatever. But I think if women would have come forward and said, hey, listen, he raped, he literally drugged and raped me right. <laughs> against my will. And I know somebody else who it happened to, and we've got this lawyer, you know, I, I just don't think these women had a prayer back in the day. Right. Even, there was know, a movie, Dre, you and Zach might be too young to remember it. Here's Dan, I'm dating us. I'm sorry. Um, That's all right. <laughs> there was a movie, and I think it was Michael Douglas that was in it. And, um, <clears throat> held a corporate job and his boss was sexually harassing him and blackmailing yeah. him. So we were highlighting the other side of this like back in the eighties, but it shocks me that when this, when the me too movement kind of started gaining traction, any man who wanted to say, Hey, this happens to us too. And it's been happening. And it was happening to, to such an extent in the eighties that we made a movie about it. They were immediately accused of being, um, Someone who suffers from toxic masculinity themselves, are you, right? Are you talking about disclosure? Yeah. Yeah. 2094. Nice. Yeah. I mean, a long time ago, oh, right? 25 years ago. Yeah. I mean, like, I wouldn't have watched it because I would have been nine and that would have been boring as shit to me. But well, and it, it was right. Your parents wouldn't have let you watch that movie. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. The movie was not. Um, I can't believe I can't remember that. Not a Hallmark movie, dude. <laughs> no, it's no. not. Um, right, right. But still, I mean, you know, I watched the one where I lost uh, fatal attraction. You know, fatal attraction, Glenn Close. Went, yeah. <laughs> right. That one's pretty astonishing as well. I mean, look, it, I think a lot of people, when when we use the term to- toxic, to- toxic masculinity, a lot of people immediately, you know, their shoulders go up and they're on guard and they're bristly. And, um, and See, if you I'll, ever- I'll admit, that's my reaction, be- but. Like we all know that comes back to my the false accusations against me and all. Well, that and look, if you've ever watched our show, you know that um, well, well, we do believe in everybody having equal rights and equal access. Um, we're not like huge feminist proponents of feminism as it is known now, right? Yeah. Um, like we're old school feminists. <laughs> it's yeah. a whole different ballgame. Um, Camille Paglia. Yeah, like, like, look. It was about equal access. It was about if I want to to try to work outside of the home, I have that right. And if a if a yeah. man wants to stay home, he has that right. It wasn't about <laughs> men are evil and all masculinity is toxic because that's bullshit. What's up, everyone? Uh, this is going to be the cut point for this episode. It went really long, so we are uploading it in two parts to make it easier to listen to. Uh, please go wherever you found this one and look for part two. Thank you.